Good morning from Richmond, Virginia. I'm James Hellman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, October 20th. In today's news, Senate Republicans score a much-needed win. John McCain threatens to subpoena the Trump administration. And the director of the CIA makes another false statement related to Russia's election interference. But first, the big idea. Barack Obama and George W. Bush delivered calls to action on Thursday against Trumpism. Obama has kept his head down for the past nine months. Bush has stayed out of the political fray for the past nine years. But on Thursday, both former presidents used major speeches to repudiate Trump's brand of politics and his approach to the world. Neither mentioned Trump by name. They didn't need to. Instead, they preached patriotic sermons that appealed to America's better angels. Obama appeared here in what was once the capital of the Confederacy for his first campaign rally since leaving office, stumping for Democrat Ralph Northam ahead of next month's Virginia governor's race. We've got folks who are deliberately trying to make folks angry, to demonize people who have different ideas, to get the base all riled up because it provides a a short-term tactical advantage. Bush was at a George W. Bush Institute event in New York earlier in the day. He lamented that discontent has deepened and partisan conflict has sharpened. Bigotry seems emboldened. Our politics seems more vulnerable to conspiracy theories and outright fabrication. Bush and Obama's speeches are especially potent when read together as a bipartisan rebuke of the man who now sits in the Oval Office that they occupied together for the past 16 years. Bush, who declined to vote for Trump last November, has alluded to many of these points before, but he's never gone as far, at least in public, as he did yesterday. Obama, likewise, has mostly confided his criticism of Trump to tweets and statements sent by spokespeople. Both presidents nodded to the violence in Charlottesville this summer. Here's Bush. Bigotry or white supremacy in any form is blasphemy against the American creed. Each president drew a line back to the country's founding and the lessons of the Civil War. Obama spoke to a heavily African-American audience just a few blocks from a street lined with monuments to Confederate generals. Like I'm a eighth or ninth or tenth or something cousin removed from Jefferson Davis, who was the head of the Confederacy. Think about that. I'll bet he's spinning in his grave. Strikingly, both men chose the word cruel to describe the state of our politics today. They also made an optimistic case that Americans can do better and that the country will, as Bush put it, self-correct. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the Senate approved the Republican-backed budget Thursday night in a major step forward for the GOP effort to cut taxes. The budget opens the door to expanding the federal debt by $1.5 trillion over the next 10 years. That means Senate Republicans have officially moved the party away from its orthodoxy of deficit reduction, although they say these cuts will grow the economy enough to offset that lost revenue. Tax cuts have become Republicans' essential policy objective since the Senate failed to pass multiple bills to rewrite Obamacare. The budget's passage will allow the GOP to use a procedural maneuver, known as reconciliation, to pass tax legislation through the Senate with just 50 votes. That removes the need for any support from Democratic senators. Number two, Senate Armed Services Committee Chairman John McCain 
threatened to subpoena the Trump administration if officials are not more forthcoming about the attack in Niger that left four American servicemen dead. The threat is just one of the steps lawmakers are taking to insist that Congress be read in on military operations before these kinds of tragedies occur. Tensions between lawmakers and the administration over how extensively key lawmakers are briefed on active operations have flared since the Niger attack. McCain and Senator Lindsey Graham said yesterday that before the news of the ambush, they had no knowledge that special operations forces were even in Niger. Number three, CIA Director Mike Pompeo declared falsely Thursday that U.S. intelligence agencies conclusively determined that Russian interference in the 2016 American presidential election did not alter the outcome. In fact, the report released by U.S. intelligence agencies in January very explicitly reached no conclusions about whether Russian interference altered the outcome of the race. That's because intelligence officials are not responsible for analyzing political processes. Pompeo's mischaracterization of the intelligence report was just the latest in a series of statements from the former Republican congressman that have tried to minimize the significance of Putin's meddling in our election. It's also frustrating folks inside the intelligence community who fear that he's overly political in a job that's not supposed to be. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, October 20th. You can read more analysis of the Bush and Obama speeches in my newsletter at WashingtonPost.com Daily 202. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday.